This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart you can finally start to live your true life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This upcoming episode is all about the time I took off in August, the retreat that I went on, the retreat just by myself, and the integration process that kind of encapsulated all of my August. I have been quiet on all social platforms. I've been quiet in real life too, actually. And in doing so, I have really created space to have clarity and confidence in the version of me that you get to see next. I'm excited. I'm nervous but I know that the path that I'm going on, although I don't know exactly where it's going, is the right path. And with that, I put one foot in front of the other. I speak my current truth and I trust that it will take me to exactly where I need to be. So in this upcoming episode, I shared a lot. I shared a lot about the details of the me treat, the retreat I went on, my first solo trip since becoming a mom. I share why being authentic to ourselves isn't always possible, a learned truth that I found by way of hosting a podcast called The Truthiest Life for the past two years. I talked about the integration process, how I really struggled to be one with myself after becoming a mom because I was so comfortable with who I was before knowing that the world liked a certain version of me and I was afraid to abandon that part to be my wholeness and how that actually hurt me. I'm going to talk about body work and alternative healing modalities that I got to work with and I'm still working with in many ways that have helped me release, find clarity, open up, 
also uh, not so pretty things that came up as a result of all of that release. Uh, I talk about things like Watsu, something I never done before, myofascial release, working with a shaman, all of that stuff in conjunction with my therapist and lots of mainstream things that I do also. I'm going to share my new relationship to using social media and why it's probably gonna look a bit different in the past and all of what healing kind of looked and looks and continues to look like for me as I really continue every day, even though we're in September now, and I had that a lot of time of August off, um, I'm continuing to really shine light on my dark spots, show up for myself on the mat, really studying myself and things that feel aligned to my philosophies right now that as a result are starting to help me find more clarity and confidence in who I am. So I'm excited to share with you the future of my work, the known and the unknown. Now, I knew that in sitting down to record this, I was, of course, going to forget some things. And there were many times throughout this past month that I wanted to just grab my microphone so I wouldn't forget my thoughts. But I also knew that that would inhibit the process of making space. And even though this feels good and and liberating, it still falls under the bucket of work. And I really wanted to stay away from creating for at least all of August to allow fully formed thoughts to really form without starting to turn them into content, if that makes any sense for you. For me, it makes a lot of sense, but it, it might not be that well understood if you, you don't use you know your platforms to share your thoughts. Anyway, the one thing that I did forget that I just want to bring up here is when talking about my me treat, which was uh, four nights, five days, the importance of the how many days that was for me to finally open up, get clarity, start to really understand parts of myself I didn't understand before. And it was really on day three that things started to open up. And why I think this is really important to bring up is because when thinking about the weekend, the traditional amount of time that we get off each week to quote unquote recharge, it's simply not enough. In fact, it's like this idea that it should be enough because we get two full days. But we all know that by Sunday afternoon, we're back in work mode and Saturday morning is pretty itchy trying to get into relaxation mode. Then I bring this up because I think we put a lot of self-blame on ourselves for not having clarity, you know, having this off time and not utilizing it. When in reality, I think the way our society is set up is really not conducive to true healing, true restoration. I think that in many cases, but I really wanted to pinpoint here that a vacation, I know if you have kids and you have a vacation, it's not really a vacation. It could feel very much just like a relocation, but time alone away, if you can carve it out, is really critical and more than two days because it takes that long to really move the leaves out of the way to even see the ground before you start making your way underground to that next stuff. I don't know if that if that's going to resonate with anybody, but I really just wanted to highlight and hopefully move away that self-blame of why you feel so exhausted, unclear, or stuck is simply because of the way we um, our, our work-life balance is, is kind of set up here. So I hope to just remove the blame for you and perhaps Maybe there's a chance in the future near or very far where you can schedule out any time alone because this was so life-changing for me and um, 
I know that it, it's very difficult to do for a lot of people, but truly it, it made such a big impact on my clarity, my confidence, those words keep coming up, moving my ego to the side, being aware of what I was fearful of and being able to now re-step into my power, feeling much more aligned, unsure of sure a lot of things still. I don't, you know, walk out of this month completely clear on every single thing that I, I had fuzziness around, but I know that the things that I will speak about, I will feel confidence and clarity around, and that feels really good. All right. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you back here. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. I'm very excited to be sitting back here with you and a little bit nervous too. In case you missed it, I went on a August complete break from just about everything in my work. I stopped recording new podcasts, putting out new newsletters each week, posting on social media, even consuming social media in general. I know that for those of you who listen a lot, one of the things I'm most proudest to influence people on doing is taking social media breaks. It's a huge part of my life and my um, ability to stay sane in such an information overload world that we live in. And this time I went a bit further, really putting strong boundaries around all social media to really utilize this time off that I gave myself to find the clarity that I was in need of. I know that by simply saying this before I took off, going on a me treat, which I'll talk about in this episode, I triggered a lot of people who, you know, told me that it was a privileged thing to do and were very angry about it. And um, if that's you listening, I want to invite you to stay and maybe listen a little bit more or leave. That's totally up to you. Um, One of the things that I've really let go of in this past month was allowing people's projected thoughts about me and my life hit me the way that they did and disrupt my flow. Yes, it is privileged to be able to take a month of work off. And without kind of making this a disclaimer, I want to say that I never really took off after having a baby and everybody should have allotted time to do that. However, as an empath showing up on social media, I've continued to give. And even though I put certain parts of my job on hold, I really never truly took that time. So this was my time. And regardless of that, I am aware that it's still a privilege And yet that doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. One of the things that I've really thought about over this time is about all the privileges that I hold, which are many, and how it's inhibited me from showing up because of embarrassment or shame, when in reality, I want to use this quote unquote privilege to change the access and the way we think about what should be. So what might be a privilege for me in the circumstances of my life doesn't mean that you don't deserve it too. And that means really changing the way we think about our work-life balance here in America. And obviously this is a way more loaded conversation, but I'm not going to shy away from from really talking about these things because of my fear of how it's going to be perceived. I hope that I share valuable information that I got from this privileged situation that I got that benefits your life. And there's some sort of a trickle effect that is beneficial to everybody, at least 
from a cognitive perspective of how we can really begin to shift our thinking to make change so that we are all able to do things that are nourishing for our well-being on a daily basis. So in going into this August of time off, finding clarity, the first thing I did was choose words that could define this time period for me. And my words were introspection, integrity, and integration. Integration was a huge word for me. I wanted to look inward, really look inward, give myself space and time to do so. I wanted to be brutally honest with myself, which I have found is not always as easy as you think. And I wanted to integrate into that person that I know I am. And I can confidently say that in part, at least I did accomplish this. One of the things that I feel like I have to disclaim on this podcast called The Truthiest Life is the fact that in being our truthiest selves, in being honest with ourselves, we need to be thrown out of the nest time and time again. So when I started this podcast two years ago, I felt super aligned with everything that I was, did, felt energetically. I felt just like I could lead this podcast from a place of living my truthiest life. And since that time, I got pregnant, I had a baby, the pandemic continued, lots of life changes happened to me as as they all did. And I wouldn't say that I was ever showed up here inauthentically, but I don't want to show up to this podcast, The Truthiest Life, right? And be like, I am always authentically myself. I think that that's an impossible feat for all. And instead of striving for that as a whole, I hope that collectively we could realize that that's impossible and we're constantly going to be falling out of alignment as situations change, as we meet different people, as circumstances happen to us or events happen or whatever changes in our life. And instead, we recognize that we are an evolution. I've had a sign on my kitchen counter since I think I put it there before I even had the baby that says evolution is easy. It's the refusal to evolve that's hard. And despite seeing this daily, I feel like I'm only now starting to live in that truth. Evolving is not always easy because it means letting people down, saying goodbye to things. There's a grieving that happens as we evolve and change. And even though it's a forward notion, we leave things behind us. And that is scary, especially when it comes to parts of us that we know that the world applauded. For me, after having a baby, my world kind of failed. I failed to integrate after having a baby, I should say. And what I mean by that is I had the baby. And while I was with her every second, I'm really proud of this. Actually, I was so present. I was a am and I was, you know, a great present mom when I'm with her. I try to keep my cell phone out of the room and really indulge in that. I was great being a mom when I was a mom. But as soon as I would leave the room with her and step back into the other roles that I play, entrepreneur, wellness, registered dietitian, podcaster, I tried to separate that and be who I was before she was born, because that's the only thing I knew how to do publicly, professionally. And I knew that the world liked that and I had a place for it. And I I just kept doing that. I would be mom with her and then not mom when I wasn't with her. And it was that split of personality that caused me to feel so disjointed. And what I've realized in this time 
is that the integration is about bringing my motherhood honed qualities and capabilities into everything that I do. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a mom blogger or that everything on this podcast is going to relate to parenting by any means. If, you know, things come up and I think it would be helpful to share that, I will. But rather what I mean by that is... For me, becoming a mother biologically, things shifted. I became a lot more primally instinctual, intuitive. I I feel conviction in my deep knowing of things. I fight for them. I advocate. And with all that strength and lioness personality also is the most beautiful, nurturing undertone of love. I think that these are qualities that all women possess, not necessarily ones who are biological mothers to their children. However, for me, becoming a mother really awoken these traits of mine that are impossible to ignore. And yet I was kind of putting them hush, hush, hush away in order to work. So a huge part of my integration right now is bringing my wholeness to everything that I do, including this podcast. I think that there are parts of me that the world really liked, my silliness, my quirky dances online. Not that to say that I'll never do them, but I'm learning that there are parts of me that I kind of want to save for my real offline life and parts of me that I want to share online in my work to heal people. And As I get older and grow, it's only natural and great, I think, that I hone who I am when I show up online. I talk a lot about being an empath, which means I'm very sensitive to energy. I pick up on others. And that means really rethinking my relationship to social media because I need to preserve myself right now more than ever. I'll get a little bit more into where my relationship to social media is going in a bit, but I wanted to talk about my me treat that I went on in the beginning of this month to kick off this month long, really big break that I took. So a me treat is what I called it. I know a lot of people like that slash hated it, whatever. I don't really care, (laughs) but a me treat was a retreat just for me. Um, I went away for four days, maybe four nights, I believe it was by myself. And it was this carved out time for myself to really shine light on the parts of myself that were in hiding to get clarity on my career, my subconscious, really do some deep healing. This year did a lot for me and I really wanted to spend some time with myself uninterrupted to figure out all that was going on within me. So originally when planning this retreat, a retreat just, you know, for me away from the baby for the first time ever, which is a really big deal for me, you know, I was originally drawn to this beautiful place in Costa Rica. It was up in the mountains. There was only like eight little cottages there. I could see the water. I was in the jungle. I knew that the food was going to be incredibly fresh, you know, fresh fruits and just mm, perfectness for all the healing that I was looking to do. And as I got a little bit closer to making that decision, something in me wasn't sitting right. And in discussing it with my therapist, you know, we kind of decided that 
this trip was a little bit too bold for my first trip away from the baby. My first really big trip, you know, the pandemic, it's, I'm not a frequent traveler by any means anymore. And going up in the jungle to Costa Rica, you know, many two flights away, difficult to get back, we felt might not actually provide what I was looking for. So a big part of this retreat has been really following my nose and my feet and just flowing where the wind has blown me. So right before I decided to go on this, I got an email from a hotel that I stayed at previously in Florida offering a summer discount. And I took that as my sign to head to Delray Beach, Florida. I know typically we don't think of Delray, if you're familiar with it, as a retreat place by any means. I don't at all. But there were a lot of aspects of Delray that made me feel really comfortable. And I decided who cares if it's not this, you know, Instagram worthy place in Costa Rica, I wasn't even going to be documenting it, right? It doesn't even matter. This felt really right for me. A little other side fact about Delray, my best friend and her wife were living there for the time being, and I haven't seen them at all since the pandemic. My best friend's wife, they're both my best friends, but my original best friend, uh, her wife had gone through something really uh, big loss this year, and I know that she was going to this yoga center that she found to be really deeply healing. And one of the things I was being really called to do this August was do a ton of yoga. I was being called to my mat to get in my body, to use it as a healing tool. Uh, yoga for me historically has broken me open and allowed me to energetically shift, get center and get clear with myself. And a big part of that is in-person yoga. I have not been able to really accomplish that virtually. And so it's been a big thing that I've been missing in my life. So I was like, I want to try this studio. You know, I could go to Delray, set up shop at my hotel, see my friends a little bit, but really spend a lot of time focusing on myself. I'm very familiar with Florida. I have access to different healers that I love to work with. And I was like, this is going to be, you know, really, really perfect. I think that traveling in general is a really important vehicle for shaking up different parts of us. Obviously, the pandemic robbed us of that for a while. For me, at least it did. I know a lot of people picked back up more than I have, obviously. But traveling is so key for awakening the creative parts of us, the newness, the freshness, the excitingness. It doesn't really matter where you go. It could be, you know, anywhere. It doesn't have to be an exotic destination to really get that part of yourself awakened. Solo travel was a huge part of my wellness pre-pandemic, pre-marriage, pre-relationship. Um, I've taken solo trips to Costa Rica before, and I've always really strengthened my relationship to self this way. Traveling alone makes you realize how capable you are because things inevitably will go wrong and you have to figure them out and you're thrown out of your comfort zone in so many ways. And yet with that, if you stick with the uncomfort, there's a way to pry within yourself, learn more about yourself. And I always ha came out of that so much more confident in who I am and with a stronger sense of self-worth, which is absolutely key. Solo dinners and, and meals was a big part of my life pre-pandemic too. And I really haven't done any of this um, because of pregnancy, having a baby and pandemic. But I truly believe that traveling, no matter what stage of life you're in, really lets you take a look at your shadows, the parts of yourself that you're, you're living with that are in hiding and really elevate, if you're willing at least, the subconscious fears and thoughts that you're having. 
so again, the plan was to go to this like extra exotic place, but I agreed that I that may have ended up hurting me more than it ended up helping me. So this trip was just about flowing and going with, with the wind. So in planning this trip, I wanted to see a few types of healers that I know have helped me in the past, some new, and really utilize all the modalities that I know helped me shift back into my energetic center. I did things like Watsu, myofascial release. Um, I journaled a ton, yoga. I'll talk a little bit about those in just a moment. But the the key here, I think, was that I was really willing to go with the flow, relinquish control at home, knowing that Soli was in great hands, thank God, and really just allow the universe to speak to me. And it was really fascinating what came through for me. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot so the first thing I did was something called Watsu, and I am new to this healing modality. My brother-in-law, Michael, and his wife, Allie, do it regularly in Florida. That's how I found the Watsu practitioner. But Watsu is a form of water healing, and I got right off the plane, and I wanted to just like jump into action and do something to set the tone for the trip. So I got right off the plane and drove to a random man who was already vetted to be safe, by the way, to his house where in the backyard he had a pool and I would do this thing called Watsu. Watsu, you 
our given floats around your ankle. So your body kind of, kind of naturally floats. And then the practitioner kind of guides you by your body, putting you in circles. It is really helpful if you have chronic pain. Um, it's good for anxiety, all of those types of things. For me, I really loved it for kind of twofold reasons. One, it is it releases the fascia. The fascia is the connective tissue in the body that gets stuck. I'm obsessed with fascia historically. That's why I did the specific yoga training that I did that helps to really open up the different fascia parts of the body because I believe that that's where energy is stored and so much can shift when we release our fascia and our body finds alignment. So from a physical perspective, Watsu can help to do that because the water is such a natural place for the body to release tension. And emotionally, I also wanted to see what would kind of come up if I submerged in water, again, supposed to be healing similar to the womb and allowed somebody to take control of my body for an hour and sway me back and forth and the whole thing. And I definitely felt nervous going in, um, surrendering my body over to somebody else. There were po points of submerging where you go underneath. That's something that's very frightening to me. I thought that that is frightening to everybody, but apparently the pr practitioner says that it's not. Many people are actually very comfortable being lightly submerged and brought back up. For me, that thought is terrifying. I don't know if that's a past life thing or um, a, a, a uh, something that happened to me that I can't recall growing up, but the whole experience was, you know, difficult in the sense that it was hard for me to fully turn over my body, relax all my muscles and let somebody take control. That being said, I was able to get into a meditative trance at parts and allow some of the stuck subconscious things to begin to arise. Now, I believe that because of the nature of this healing modality is very different than anything that I've ever done. It would probably require multiple sessions for me to get the full benefit of Watsu to really be comfortable just you know, the newness of it all, I think is, is always a struggle for me with anything. And the more you do something, the more you know what's kind of coming up next, the more you can kind of let go, you build trust with the practitioner, your body knows that it's safe. You know, there's so many things that build up over time. However, I think it was the perfect entryway into this trip. I also did myofascial release with Craig Cohen of IPT Miami. If anyone is in Miami, he's also my brother-in-law's trusted healer. He is the most amazing man of all time. He's a physical therapist and he also does myofascial release, which is a type of body work that is a very slow, slow, slow release of the fascia. And with that, you know, the, the connective tissue, I talked about it being a physical release in our body also comes emotions. We would all be lying to ourselves if we didn't realize and recognize how the body holds tension and um, emotion in those tensions. Sometimes really old memories can be stored in the body in the tight fascia. And it's our kind of our body's false way of protecting us. But when we release that stuff, stuff can come up. And it always does when I work with Craig. Um, and such a privilege to, to work with him. He's just such an amazing person and incredible healer, uh, really fusing together that world of, you know, Eastern, Western in a way that simply makes sense and feels really good on the body. 
in one of my recent readings about yoga, I read this and it just made so much sense to me. And it was the idea that the body, the physical body needs to be aligned for the brain to not be disturbed. Um, that might not have been the exact quote, but the general idea is that we need to physically be in alignment for the brain to settle. And that's really, really important because I think a lot of times we rush into trying to settle the brain without focusing on the body. And we need to get into that physical alignment, which has to do with the emotional body as well, in order for the brain and body to really beautifully work together. So in saying that, I want to really focus on the importance alignment, uh, the importance of yoga, which is, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand yoga. And the more I study yoga, which is something I'm doing right now, the more deeply layered I realize the entire practice is. But it's something to really think about when we talk about the mind-body connection or meditation in general, how hard it, it might be to drop in because we're not in that physical alignment. And let's also now talk a little bit about the privilege situation, right? How many of us have access financially or where we live or whatever the situation is to types of healers that can get us into physical alignment. Any type of massage goes into the luxury self-indulgent category in our culture. And yet it is truly medicinal from a physical, physiological, emotional, and spiritual way, in my opinion. So Days one and two, I did Watsu, myofascial release, and a lot of yoga. And by the second day, I have to share with you all that I was feeling like utter crap. Um, my stomach, which I like to think I have a really strong stomach, I rarely get sick or anything like that, was in shambles. And I think that it was no coincidence to the healing work that I've done. Years ago, I wrote a blog called Emotional Purging on my website that is still one of my most highly visited posts uh, to this day. And it's because there's not a lot of information on this, but because when we start to go inward, when we allow our subconscious, which has been repressed for so long to uh, come up, the physical ailments that come with it are not always so pleasant. And people have written me so many different things that have happened to them as they visited their subconscious and allowed those, those thoughts and memories even to come up and deeply traumatic things for many people. People go through vomiting and eye twitches and... Uh, really everything, run the gamut of different things that can happen. And I think they found my site because there's not a lot of information on this. So for anybody who's listening to this and they, you know, go on their own healing journey, or perhaps they have in the past, and it is filled with not feeling great. I want to, of course, invite you if it's something serious to seek medical assistance, get advice, all of that. But if it's something a little bit more in passing, like mine was, recognize that that could be part of the stuff coming up. I've realized that every time I see Craig Cohen of, of IPT, myofascial release, I go through some sort of a sickness the day after for about 24 hours because the fascial release work that we do is so powerful. Mental wise, I felt so fuzzy on day two and I was a little bit starting to panic because in carving out these four days for myself, you know, pre-baby, that wasn't such a big deal. I could find the time to carve out for myself at any point in time, but these were carved out childcare provided days that I had and I had to figure it all out. I really had to not put the pressure on myself to also use this time to figure it all out. I had to constantly revisit that idea as it would pop up to say, Lisa, 
you're not going to figure it all out in four days. That's okay. Just let it be. Stop putting the urgency and the pressure on it. But on day two of this trip, as I, my brain was getting fuzzier and cloudier, I started to really panic that I wasn't going to, you know, leave with what I wanted. But by day three, it was like my third eye started to open. I could see so much more clearly. I felt really good. And my body was giving me signs that I was on the right track. Uh, while I was away, I kept seeing the number 201. And historically, I noticed this number. I'm not sure if any of you know Jordan Younger of The Balanced Blonde. She was a guest on this podcast before that she always says that that's her number. And I used to just kind of, you know, roll my eyes when Jordan said it. But this trip, I kept seeing it and seeing it and seeing it. And I'm still seeing it to this day. And essentially, it's just an angel number for me. And if you're not familiar, which I honestly wasn't really until this trip, angel numbers don't have this like deep meaning or or anything other than it's a, a sign from the universe that you are protected and on the right track. And I kept seeing this number. And before I left this trip on the very last day, my best friend was driving me, the one that I, I was living in Delray that I saw. And I was like, Jerry, you know, I keep seeing 201. And she's like, that's weird, you know, and she's not really so into that stuff. But she remembered it. And as I boarded the plane at the end of the trip, she was down there opening a restaurant and she's scouting locations and she was all excited about this one that she found. And she sent me pictures and I was like, wow, this really does look so different than everything I've ever seen. And I was like, what's the address? 201? Completely as a joke. What are the chances that it was 201? And she sends a screenshot and sure enough, it's 201. Now, she didn't end up getting that restaurant spot, but again, it was just that nudge of you're on the right path. While down there, I want to give a shout out to Atta Yoga in Delray, A-T-H-A. It's a heated yoga space and they also have Kundalini, which is not heated. And this yoga center in the middle of Delray Beach, which is largely commercial, is this unexpected, seemingly Costa Rican type of place where you walk into, they call it a shala, and you're like transported to Costa Rica. It's unbelievable that this could be a hidden gem with amazing teachers, amazing healers, situated in the middle of Delray. And they had this great entry offer where it was a week for, I believe, $29. So I planned my entire trip to Florida for this $29 offer where I got so much out of this. You know, I took one to two classes a day, whether it was in the heated room or Kundalini. I attended as much as I possibly could while I was there. And in such a short time, felt like I really became part of this community that was really, really hard to leave. So I want to give a huge shout out to Atta Yoga, A-T-H-A, in uh, Delray. If any of you are in the area, go check it out. It's a really, really, really special place. And the type of yoga that they practice there, the way they teach, really allowed me to get so much clarity, alignment, release, and truly like return to my body in a way that I haven't in such a long time. Like I said, while I was on this trip, I was just following my nose and I had a car and while driving around, I saw a sign for an open house for um, a house that was for sale and I am not buying anytime soon, although I would love to buy a house in Delray now that I've fallen in love with Ata Yoga and just the whole nature of the place, I decided to pop my head in. So I went in, 
And as I was leaving, I saw a lizard on the outside of the wall. Now, it's very normal to see lizards in Florida. They're all around. But this one had a thick coating of skin on it, but almost like it was lifting. Like its entire body, the shape of it, elevated just this layer of skin, like a jacket around it. And the lizard was eating the skin. And I asked the broker, I went back in and I said, have you ever seen this before? You know, it was the most, I have a picture I'll share it on social media, the most oh my gosh, amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life, I think, when it comes to life happening in front of my eyes. And she goes, whoa, I've lived in Florida for 50 years and never in my life have I witnessed this. And I've shared before actually on this podcast in the past that reptiles like snakes, they are constantly shedding uh, a layer of skin and it is such a beautiful symbol of how we are all shedding and letting go and changing and watching an animal do it so instinctively without a story is so inspiring. But what really amped this up for me was the fact that the lizard was eating its skin. And I Googled that and it's a totally normal thing that we do. And it was this full, beautiful image and metaphor of what I'm going through right now, which is change, evolution, letting go, but at the same time, using what I'm letting go of to fuel who I am next, right? That word integration has really been my key word of August. And to integrate means to use all that I've become, this motherhood, uh, new role and, and hypersensitivity and intensity, instinctuality, intuitiveness, right? Bring that into everything that I do. So I'm not letting go of who I've become or who I used to be, but instead all of it is coming together. So in my own right, I'm kind of eating my own skin. I know that sounds a little bit funny, but I think that at the end of the day, we, we are um, animals and, and it was such a beautiful reminder. Um, in mindfulness, the more we practice it, the more we realize that everything around us is a mirror for what we're going through. And the more time we spend on technology and our heads buried in our phones and indoors, the less opportunity we have to interact with nature and signs and symbols like I've been talking about, right? If my head was buried in my phone, I might not have noticed that lizard. I might not have noticed the 201s as often as I did. And I want to invite you all for, for the time of this podcast coming out is fall. It's a beautiful time to really practice mindfulness in every that we do outdoors. The leaves changing colors are the most magnificent sign of subtle change in nature and the reminder that we too are allowed to change and it can be beautiful and it can be ugly when the leaves fall off and then it is beautiful again and then the cycle repeats, right? Neither is good, neither is bad. It's the unattachment to the change that we have to practice as we navigate through life and witness ourselves going through it rather than be the obstacle against the change, which is inevitable. I also want to share that in coming here and spending a lot of time with my two best friends, which was kind of contraindicated of a me treat. I had worries that I wouldn't get enough alone time. It was really incredibly healing to be around these two women in particular. Uh, first of all, one night we went to a drum circle that was happening in Delray where like most people were 50 plus playing the drums, dancing barefoot in the middle of uh, the town square kind of situation. And we just jumped right in. Well, I did at least. I think they didn't jump in. It was just me did. 
dancing like a fool. But nonetheless, um, th- there were just so many special moments with the two, of, the three of us, where we all went around holding space for each other for the big things that we're all dealing with. Um, one of them went through, you know, huge loss of a family member unexpectedly. Another one held space for that during this time. And the way that we tapped into that with each other, rather than it being surface conversation that can oftentimes take place, was the most healing important bonding that I've done in a long time. Now, these are really special friends that are capable of introspection. However, I want to shout out, we're not really strangers. If you're not familiar with that, I've talked about it a little bit here. I brought their introspective card deck with me where it prompts you to ask questions about yourself and then journal it. However, we went around asking the questions and then honestly sharing it with each other. And in doing so, we were able to tap into really deep parts of ourselves and share them with another. And for anyone who's looking for a tool, I just want to recommend that card deck. I think we're not really strangers is absolutely brilliant of a brand. They offer amazing tools. Christy Nona, you may know her from, she was a guest, uh, a listener, a guest, a friend, uh, and has helped me with this podcast a lot, introduced me to the brand and it's been totally life-changing. But we shared really intensive things with each other and the prompts really helped us get there. So for any of you who are looking to deepen your relationship to self or to others, I highly recommend it. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. 
Now, when I got home, the painful stuff didn't exactly just go away. I think that healing uh, and going deep within myself caused an eruption of physical health stuff to come up in me. I'm not going to go into the details here, but what I do want to say is that coming home, it was very difficult to fully integrate the way I had when I was home, when I was away, uh, being away, being in a new environment, being in touch with the sun and, and so many healing modalities and having all of that carved out time to do it, right? No distractions was great. But coming home, coming home to the baby, coming home with all of this stuff that I just kind of brought up and didn't have a place for caused me to struggle with the integration coming home. I also want to mention that in doing so, I went through periods of chronic pain. Uh, this isn't something I really, I don't know if I'm going to talk about in general because I, I don't have full clarity around it yet and don't know how many details I want to go into. But I will say this, in experiencing chronic pain for 14 days, seething level 10 pain, I want to open my heart up to anybody who has chronic pain or knows somebody that does. It is truly a blinding thing to live with and blinding in the sense that you can't elevate to higher levels of self when you are in physical pain. It demands all of your attention. You cannot be creative. You cannot be loving towards others. You cannot be loving towards yourself. And in dealing with that, um, it awoken a lot of compassion for people that go through chronic pain with no answers for a really, you know, long period of time. But from a mental aspect, the integration was certainly a lot harder as I returned to reality and trying to use the rest of the month to carve time out to find those answers I was looking for was a lot harder once I was home than, um, you know, when I was away in that concentrated amount of time. And although I wrapped up August without knowing exactly what I'm going to be, do, look like, strive for in the next few years, I did get some answers within me that were impossible to ignore. And the first one was that I'm going to continue to study yoga and go for a yoga teacher training, a 300 hour. I recently completed my 200 hour. And what I've learned kind of since then is that like your 200 hour is kind of like your um, bachelor's and your 300 hour is kind of like a master. So even though you become yoga certified, doesn't mean it's the end of the line. By no means, actually, you know, when you're studying the mind, body, the spirit and yoga philosophy, you could keep going forever and ever. But in July, I accidentally stumbled, stumbled into Yoga Shanti in Sag Harbor, an amazing yoga studio with amazing teachers, Colleen Sedman and Rodney Yee. They're, they're very famous in the yoga world. And they totally transformed my life. And I knew that they were offering a 300-hour in the fall, but I also knew that the setup of my life now having a baby, it just wouldn't be feasible. But as I went inward, I could not stop thinking about this training and how right it felt for me. So when there's a will, there's a way. I have figured out how to get this done and arrange different childcare related things so that I can pursue my studies for fall into winter. And that's one strong decision that I've made. I'm feeling so called and aligned to yoga and teaching it. 
and integrating it into how I heal. Um, I'm so passionate, even more so than ever, to not just use yoga to heal myself, but to use it as a modality to heal others and get them in touch with their bodies. Our bodies, as you guys know how I feel in my Fork the Noise philosophy, our bodies communicate so loudly. And once we connect to that, once we hear that, it's actually so deafening that it's impossible to ignore. That's what Fork the Noise is, my online courses in modern mindful eating. And I know that there's an element of yoga that I want to bring forth into the universe. I also know that the world doesn't necessarily need another white yoga teacher. And so in doing so, I want to be really, really intentional about how I teach, how I speak about it, how I study it, so that I can be the utmost respectful to those that created it. I think I'll do a separate podcast episode on yoga teacher training, why I chose this one, etc. But the long and short of it is that that was just something that was impossible to ignore and one of the directions that I'll be going in the short term. I also know that I want to be teaching yoga. I'm being called to teach yoga in person and possibly online as I figure out my relationship to social media. I'll kind of make those decisions. Um, but I do want to be in rooms with bodies and touch them. It's an important touch them. That sounds weird. And use, you know, my physical hands to improve the postures and take people into deeper forms of alignment, correcting them and so forth. Um, and hands are super healing. Anybody who believes in Reiki knows that. And there's, there's power in, in touch for those that are, of course, you know, give me the okay to, to use it. So I'm going to be teaching yoga in my town. I'm going to be starting to dabble in that soon and we'll see kind of what happens with that next. I have a lot of other ideas as for Fork the Noise, which is my baby of teaching modern mindful eating that I have um, had the privilege of teaching hundreds of people over the last few years to get more in touch with their mind and body and use that as a weapon against the noise and diet culture and find empowerment. Uh, but there's a lot more that I still need to do with that. However, I need to also honor that even though I had a baby a year ago, for me, I still very much just had a baby and my capabilities of all that I can do at once is just less than what it was. And I have to be realistic with that and honest with myself so that I don't put too much on my plate and then feel bad for not accomplishing it, which has kind of been the theme of the last um, couple of months, which, you know, I have to really be, be realistic. Plus, I really do love having time to be with my baby. So even though I work and I'm home, trying to find how I can synergistically get fulfillment from both of those is something that I'm really trying to figure out. And it's a balancing act and it's really um, tough, but nonetheless, I'm feeling really good with it all. Now, my relationship to social media is still coming up for me. And uh, before I come back, I'm recording this before I make a, a formal reintroduction back into social media, I still need to get full clarity as to how I'm going to use my various platforms. It has definitely come through to me that it's time for a change. I have kind of been going with the tides for a while and social media has changed a lot and creators have changed a lot and 
I know that I'm not capable or want to even try to keep up with those who are the most successful growing on social media, the loudest, etc. I refuse to play the game of putting out content just to put out content because the algorithm wants you to and that's how you get seen. I'm okay not being seen or my, my posts getting hidden as long as every time I put something out, it is with meaning, with a calling that I feel that I served a purpose. I'm not going to take up space just for the sake of taking up space. But when I do speak, I, I'm going to feel that charge within me that I'm going to make a true difference in somebody's life or for whatever reason, really go with my intuition and instinct that what I'm thinking, um, should come, come through me and perhaps land on other ears. So again, haven't fully figured out exactly how I'm going to use social media, but I do know that it's time to change that a bit. And so you might not see me as frequently. You might not have the same insight into my every second of everyday life. But I hope that you understand that it's not because I don't love you all and want to share it, but rather I'm really honing a practice of figuring out how to keep parts of my life sacred, how to share when it feels really good and is meaningful. And in having a baby, most importantly, really tune into, um, a private life that perhaps the world doesn't know anything about. Uh, when I first had her, I really felt like she wanted to share that light with the world. And now that she's a little bit older, I feel the messaging has changed a little bit and there's some privacy that she, I think, might want and that I really want for us. That's not to say that I'm not going to share that that infectious smile with all of you and we're so appreciative of the love that you've had for, for us during this time. But it's time for me to just be a little bit more intentional with all of that and use social media as a tool, not just a streaming outpour of what's going on in my life at all times. And in doing so, I'd say even more importantly, not consume it in the same way. Now, I learn so much on social media. I have made best friends on social media, those who have public platforms and those that don't, my listeners on here. Uh, so much good has come from it. But I also know that it steals a lot and... It's just a practice of discernment that I need to be practicing a little bit more during this season of my life. So we'll see how I come back when I come back, but I truly hope that when I come back, I am inspiring, that I'm using my voice. And in some ways, I hope that I lose followers. And I know that sounds funny, but I think that losing followers is a sign of speaking up, of change, of the word abandoning doesn't feel right, but those that no longer jive with what I'm saying are going to abandon. And perhaps some will come back as their minds shift and change and some will not. And that's okay. But I truly, at least the best thing that has kind of come from this break has been removing the ego from my social media work. And, you know, it's kind of funny because we have followers right on our platforms. And as you lose followers, other people see that and it can feel embarrassing or shameful because it's public and other people count what you're doing and they feel better about themselves if you're losing and they're they're gaining in that whole game. But I have really taken a nice step back to say I really don't give an F and if I lose, I lose because I'll be speaking my truth and I'll be taking up the space that feels right for me to, to take. And that feels like my truthiest life right now. And sure, I might not be growing in followers or amount or, or have success in the way that the world tells us we need to be successful. But you know what? 
I'll be sleeping at night better. And there's nothing better than feeling whole by way of your life than at the same time realizing what has been chipping away at your wholeness that at the same time so many people don't realize is affecting them. The consumption of social media has a grave effect on us. And I hope that me saying that inspires you to just maybe think about it a little bit different. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm not saying it's all bad, but a shakeup of our relationship to it, I do believe is really, really critical in these times of needing to come home to ourselves and yet feeling lost as to how to do it. And lastly, I just want to share that the question I get all the time is, is it so hard to not go on Instagram, you know, during this break or social media, any of it? And I got to be honest, it's not. The beginning first few days is a little bit of your hand trying to find that icon. And within a few days that goes away, I hide um, Instagram within like a random folder and I haven't even really thought about it at all. Um, that being said, there is deep conditioning that goes on in our brain to fetch for information. And being off, because this wasn't a complete phone free break, which I think is really important, which I've done before a long time ago, I, I still found find and found myself fetching for information. So previously in my other social media breaks, when I would get rid of Instagram, I find myself on Facebook or TikTok. At some point, I'd kind of like bleed on a little bit. And before I know I was full blown on those platforms, again, scrolling, doing the same thing that I was doing. But I was super intentional this time. But um, again, the fetching for information. So maybe I'd, I'd then go into my email and I'd have to remove my email from my phone for a little bit too, to, to really take away that itch, that urge, that thing that we do. And then the funniest part is when I took away all the things, I'd find myself looking for the news app because our brains are so hungry to cling to chaos, actually, to get more information rather than make its own thoughts. So I have to continuously watch myself because the cell phone, the smartphone in particular, is designed to be addicting and our brains do get addicted. And it takes a lot, a lot of time to make spaciousness in the brain for new thoughts and all that to come up. And that's why kind of the me treat was so key, right? I was off my foot. My, my screen time was probably down like 60, 70%, not fully at all. You know, I still use my phone for A, B, C, D, and E. But when you make space for new thoughts and your new thoughts come up and they're your own, you're like, wow, my brain works. And this is what I was really thinking. And, and you're making space. I keep using that word making space because it was definitely a theme of my me treat. But I think I want to save that topic of spaciousness for the follow-up podcast where I talk about the yoga teacher training that I'm doing, yoga in general, and what yoga and spaciousness has to do with one another. So that is what I will leave us on for now. This has been a really not all great month off. Um, certainly there have been beautiful moments of my daughter turning one years old. But like I mentioned, the healing has caused me to face certain truths that have been hard. I've had to accept the change in who I am and become that even though it meant 
relationships changing in my life, letting go of some, shaking up others, and even my relationship to self, kind of startling myself uh, with the healing has come possibly related, health-related stuff that has been, like I said, really painful, and I'm still kind of working through. I'm continuing to open my mind to alternate types of um, therapy and going where my nose goes. I think what makes me hopefully relatable to a lot of you is that I'm out there, but I'm not so out there. You know, I see a a normal, for lack of a better word, therapist every week, traditional, I should say. We do a type of therapy called AEDP. I get that question a lot, but it's, you know, mainstream talk therapy, very mind-body focused, but mainstream. And I'm also working with a shaman. And I hope that by sharing these experiences, we, I mean, I know that'll be written off as, as privileged no matter what I do, because it is privileged. But I hope that by sharing these modalities, I open some minds to what else is out there, the different ways to heal, how complex healing is, and all the different options that are out there. So working with the shaman is, I'm new to this, I'm new to all of that. And and I'm just going uh, with where the wind takes me and keeping my mind open to see where I go. So far, I have been only loving where the wind has blown me. So I will continue to trust the wind. I will continue to trust the universe. And most importantly, I will continue to trust my own gut. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you all for inspiring me to live my truthiest life. And most of all, for living yours. With my deepest gratitude, I'll see you back here next week. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.